verse 1 to verse 4. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 4. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 4. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 4. If you are there, shout hallelujah. <clears throat> I read. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Verse 4. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, shew thyself to the priest, offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Very briefly this afternoon, the topic of our discussion is, he is still willing. Tell somebody he is still willing. I see if you mean to say he is still willing. Who is still willing? Jesus is still willing. The Bible tells us that, I mean in this passage, that Jesus was coming down from the mountain. Now the question is, what was Jesus doing on the mountain? What was he doing on the mountain? The Bible makes it very clear to us. He was teaching on the mountain. He was doing what? He was teaching. That's why we got the Sermon on the Mount. When you go to Matthew from chapters 5 to 7, you see what we normally refer to as the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus teaching on the mountain. And when you look at the ministry of Jesus in its totality, you find out that teaching and preaching usually preceded healings and miracles. Jesus doesn't just come out and start uh, 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 performing miracles for the sake of performing miracles. The miracles he performed were used to, to, to support the teachings that he gave. They were confirmations of the things that he taught. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So the first thing that Jesus was doing was what? Teaching. He was teaching. He was preaching. Then he healed. All manner of sicknesses and diseases. And as we declare the word of God today, God will heal. Amen. Jesus will heal. Amen. I say Jesus will heal. Amen. In Jesus' name. This was not an exception. Jesus had just finished teaching with a testimony on the way he taught with authority in Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7 verses 28 to 29. Matthew 7, 28 to 29. We see, I mean, the people, after Jesus had taught them, beginning from chapter 5, and he rounded up in chapter 7, verse 28. The Bible says, and it came to pass. Tell somebody it came to pass. Whatever be the promise of God in your life, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. And it came to pass. When Jesus had ended this saying, the people were astonished at his doctrine. 
For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In other words, the scribes had no authority. The scribes were full of words and no power. But the Bible says the kingdom of God is not in words only, but in what? In power. That power will be manifested in our lives today in Jesus' name. So, he taught them as one having authority and not as a scribe. Now, why was Jesus so confident in his delivery and teaching? Why was he so confident? Because he was fulfilling divine purpose. Because Jesus was fulfilling the purpose for which he was born. He was doing that which he came to do on earth. When you go to Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, from verse 16. I'm going to read from verse 16. Verse 16. The Bible says, Jesus came to Nazareth, where he was brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Verse 21. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So we see, why was it that Jesus spoke with authority? Not as the scribes. Because he was fulfilling the purpose for which he came to the world. There was no doubt in him, in his mind, in his heart. He could make the declarations. Knowing that, as the word of God says, it shall come to pass. Knowing fully, that, fully well that God was going to back him. And I know fully well that today, God is here to back us up. Amen. I said, God is here to back us up. And they will speak into our lives and our situations in Jesus' name. That, that is very important. Well, in order for Jesus to prove his willingness to heal, to prove that he was still willing, the Bible says Jesus touched the leper, contrary to what the Old Testament says. When you go to the book of Leviticus, the Bible clearly states that, I mean, the leper is an unclean person. In fact, when the leper is coming and there is a congregation or a crowd, the leper is supposed to be ringing a bell and shouting what? Unclean, unclean, unclean. And whenever people hear the bell of a leper shouting unclean, what do they do? They run. They run. It's not the leper running for them now. He has given them notice. They are the ones running away. Because if they stayed and he told them, they became what? unclean. But Jesus touched this man that had leprosy. And the man was healed. He's here to touch somebody today. Amen. I say he's here to touch somebody today. Amen. As he touched you, you will receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. However, 
in order for Jesus to heal this man, this man had to come to Jesus. And that's very important. In order for this leper to be healed, he had to come to Jesus. So, coming to Jesus for him was an act of faith. Even though he was not sure that Jesus would honor his faith. He came to Jesus. Yet, when he came to Jesus, what did he say? He said, if you are willing, you can make me whole. If you are willing, you can heal me. And Jesus said, I'm willing. I've always been willing. I've never been unwilling. But he saw the faith in this man. If he had no faith, he wouldn't have come at all. He would have just said, well, I mean, there's no need going. But he had that faith. So it's important that this man came to Jesus. And that's a challenge for us all. In order for you to receive your miracle, you must do what? You must come to Jesus. You must come to Jesus. That's why he said, come unto me, all ye that do what? All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Say, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My body is what? My body is light. That's the invitation of Jesus. That's the starting point of it all. If we come to him and we key into his plan, his provision, his desire for our life, he's always willing. And we will receive from him today in Jesus' name. In Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55 verse 1, Isaiah 55 verse 1, he says, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. Tell somebody to come to the waters. He said, and he that had no money, Come ye, buy and eat. Yeah, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. How interesting is that? He said, come and buy. Yet he said, come and buy without what? Without money and without price. Let's go to verse 2 of that passage. Say, so wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me. Eat it that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. The sure mercies of David. Our God is a God of mercy. Our God is a merciful God. In fact, the Bible calls him the Father of mercies. Every mercy that you need today, receive it in Jesus' name. I said receive it in Jesus' name. So, we said the coming of that, uh, uh, that man, the leper, his coming to Jesus was an, a step of faith. And you see, in the passage we just read, Jesus said, I mean, or rather, the, uh, God is saying, yeah, come. Come. Come and take. You don't need to have, make any payment. You don't need money. There's no price tag on this. How can you buy without money? You can buy without money because the currency needed for this transaction is what? It's faith. It's faith. That faith is in you and not in your pocket. Amen. The faith is where? In you, in me. The faith is not in our pocket. It's not the money. It's not dollars. 
It's not in your uh, debit card. It's not in your credit card. The faith is in the living God. That's all you need. To come before him today and to receive from him. To come before him today and to buy without money. All you need is what? All you need is what? Faith. Faith in God. Faith in God. Like we've always said, your faith should not be based on another man's experience. Your faith should not be based on another man's testimony. Your faith should be a simple faith that says, God has spoken. I do what? I believe it. And so will it be. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Faith is built nowhere else but in the world. Faith is built where? In the world. In the world. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There is no other way to build faith but in the world. In the world. In the world. Brethren, this is very important. It's the word of God that builds up faith in you. When the word of God is alien to you, it's impossible to live a life of faith. The Bible makes us to understand that there is a simple requirement. We must eat the word of God. We must do what? Eat the word of God. Eat the word of God. Let the word of God come alive in you. That's why Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. Jeremiah said, chapter 15 verse 16. He said, thy words were found. Where do we find the word? Anybody, where do we find the word? Where do we find the word of God? In the, in the Bible. He said, thy words were found. And I did eat them. And thy word was unto me. The joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So you must find the word and eat the word. And the word is found only in what? In the Bible. In the Bible. Many of us have the Bible on our cell phone, on our iPhone, on our iPad and tablets. But they're just there for decoration. They're just there for someone to see that you have downloaded the Bible on your app. We don't read it. When you don't read it, you cannot eat it. The way Jeremiah said, he ate the word. He said, the words were found, and I did eat them. And it brought joy and rejoicing in my heart. The Bible says, thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet. A lamp unto my feet. Very important. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may do what? That I may not sin against thee. If you will not sin against God, if God will answer your prayers, if God will release that healing power into you, you must find the word and do what? Eat it. Tell somebody, eat the word. It's very important. Eat the word. That is, I mean, that is what will make you to grow in the fullness of God. Remember that passage? I believe it's Colossians, is it chapter 1 verse 17? That says, Christ is in me. Christ where? In me. Christ in you. Christ in me. That's what makes the difference. 
if there is no place for the word in us, there is no place for Christ in us. Christ in you means the word of God is in you. Then you can come to him like this man and not doubt. You know, the man that came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8, he wasn't sure. He said, if you will, you can make me whole. When you have settled the word in you, you can come before him and say, this is what the word says. You know what the Bible says about the word? He, he does what? He honors his word above his name. If you can tell the Lord that this is what your word says, he's bound by his word. His word? He's not bound by the word that any prophet says. He's not bound by the word that any pastor says. Some pastor who is hungry can tell you that God has spoken what God has not said. But he's bound by what? The written word. The word in the word. Whatever he has spoken in the Bible, it's his word unto you. And he's bound by it. Jesus said, I will. I am willing. The word in you gives you the assurance and the faith. He wants to heal you today and take away your leprosy. Whatever stands for leprosy in your life, what is that leprosy? What is that thing that makes men to come near you and run away from you? What is that thing that makes the desire of your heart to be alien to you? You have that desire, but it looks like a mirage. I believe that's what they call it, right? Draw head. Is it mirage? When you are driving and it looks as if you are very close to it, but the closer you move to it, the, 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 the further it does what? The further it goes from you. You never come, you never really catch up with it. And for some, that's why, that's the way some things look in our lives. But today there shall be a turnaround. I said today there shall be a turnaround. Because he's interested in addressing that leprosy. He wants to take away that leprosy from us. Is it, is it some sin that enslaves? You know what, what Paul said? He said, oh wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of flesh? I mean, from this body of sin? You can't deliver yourself. That's why the Bible says it's not by power, it's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. But Jesus can deliver you. I said, Jesus can deliver you. And Jesus will deliver you. Whatever it is you are struggling with today, if you can place it at the feet of Jesus, he is willing. He is willing. Are you struggling with pornography? And you think there is no way out? There is a way out. It's a very easy way out. Are you struggling with deception in the, and saying, oh, that's the way I was born. I was born uh, 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 a homosexual. I was born a lesbian. Is that the struggle you are going through? Why don't you come before him and say, Lord, this is my struggle. This is my struggle. The Bible says male and female created he them. When he created them, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. When a man begins to uh, uh, marry a man and a woman begins to marry a woman, there's no way they can fulfill that divine injunction. The Bible says it is, it is God giving them to, to, the, to, 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 to their deception, abomination. But if you come before the Lord and say, Lord, this is my own leprosy. Will you, are you willing to deliver me? What does I will give? 
What's his answer? I'm willing. I'm willing. Whatever it is you are struggling with, the Lord is saying, I'm willing. He wants to heal you of that sickness. He wants to heal you of that lack. He wants to heal you of that hopeless situation. Hopeless situation. I remember when I was in high school, one of our daddies, then, was, was it that he was visiting? I mean, I was a, one of the senior guys at the school. And he had a younger boy who were from the same town. I just remember the word he mentioned that day. And I was financially, what was the word now? Uh, it, just to say that I didn't have money. But you know, we like using big words. <laughs> the long and short of the of, of things that I didn't have enough money for whatever I wanted to do at that point in time. Maybe you are financially sick. Financially bankrupt. Whatever, whatever, that is a leprosy that God can take care of. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, for your sake. He was what? He was poor. Jesus became poor that you may what? That you may become rich. That's very important. He became poor that you may be rich. Is it loneliness? Is it poverty? Whatever be the leprosy, Jesus is here to heal. He wants to heal today. And to, I mean, the totality of it all is the leprosy of sin. The Bible says, behold, the Lord's hand is not what? It's not short that he cannot heal. He said, but what happens? He said, your, your, your sin, your iniquity, I've separated you from him. So if the issue of sin is addressed this morning, you can touch the throne of grace. It's a level.